0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful Monday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, the 22nd, man. I'm, I was a day off in my brain, but not my date. just my day yeah i'm glad i got that straight it is tuesday today it is a beautiful tuesday and we're glad you've taken time out of your busy day to be with us here on morning breath we take a chapter of the bible we read it we spend some time in the word together and then we come to the studio here at the Merritt island campus read the chapter on the air and then talk about the chapter we're in another little book we'll do the whole book this week started it on monday if you missed it you can go back and get that on our podcast and uh we're gonna we're gonna do chapter two today it's
2: exciting yeah man what's new pastor christian hurston hey things are great so thinking about just how much the time is flying by here <laughs> it's, it's crazy just <laughs> Where's the year going? We got our building coming this summer, which is incredible. We say summer because summer covers about four months.
1: Yeah. yeah know, well it's a, it's a
2: good safe window, but we're very exciting. So I, I think it's not about, like
1: baking a cake and the alarm goes off on the oven. Yeah, you know when it's there's done. stuff
2: going on. There's a lot to come together. But I think about the building about eight days a week. You know, there's a good Beatles song about there. And <laughs> yeah. so I um, I'm excited about it. A lot of growth at the church and just we're so blessed to think about how much people have come back to to church and are engaged and yep. it's healthy yep. and you know being a part of the dream team we just had super serve sunday and yep. we had people really plugged in and finding their place and things are great i'm i'm loving life
0: that's
1: awesome man super excited yeah Yeah, I just got back from South Carolina. I was there ministering in a church. That's great. Friend of mine, friend of yours too. You took him fishing once. Yeah, cool church, Decibel Church. Decibel Church. Pastor Shane Olson, his wife Lisa, yeah, and their little boy Monty. And then they've got two other kids too. But I didn't spend much time with them, so I didn't get to know their names as well. But yeah, great, great time. And it's awesome. Yeah, things are good. Yeah, they adopted a child. He's such a cute little guy, man. I had a lot of fun with Monty. I love that little five year old dude. Yeah. If you
2: want to get connected, the easiest way is on our East Coast app or our website. You can go to eccc.us for the website or search for East Coast app on Apple or Google. On there, you can get info, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, super easy. Anything we ever talk about, you'll find it on the app or the website. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just search for East Coast Christian Center. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321 452-1060, Four five two ten sixty, 1060 and we'd be honored either email or mail out Morning Breath Devotion Guide or anything that you ever wanted to know.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to have you a part of Morning Breath and be on the, on the program with us, getting yeah. into the Word of God. And that's what we recommend. You know, the Bible says every Word <laughs> of God is God-breathed. And we just recommend read it before you go to bed or read it when you get up in the morning and then tune in. And I think it just helps to— have a little background in the word. If you don't have yeah. time, turn tune in anyway. We're glad to have just you. Just listen the to it. Yeah. Yep.
2: And it will change. I I, I know we got to get into the program here, but I was ministering to a guy this weekend who had really been struggling with some stuff you just years over years of just continuing a cycle. And I was like, get in the word. Mm. Like there's nothing that will have the impact like that. Is that word will really transform and change everything. And so I just taught him how to do a quick topical study. Here's something you're struggling with. Watch, here's 50 verses. <laughs> Go and study those out. Yeah. Meditate on them. Put them before your eyes. Watch and see what God will do instead of just continuing down the same track. And we cannot true. say it enough. It's it, true. it will change.
1: Yeah, have some more things to say about that when we get into the chapter. That's good. So many verses we got today.
2: Today with Malachi 2:17. 17.
1: Well, let me see. I'm going to read actually only through verse... I'm going to go through 9. There's a nice break there. And uh, then you can take us home. From
2: 10 on. Sounds good. So I'm going to
1: read New King James. I'll be
2: doing NLT. NLT. Keeping it safe. Okay. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir.
1: And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear and if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have cursed them already because you do not take it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants and spread refuge on your face, the refuge of your solemn feasts, and one will take you away with it. Then you shall know that I have sent this commandment to you, that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him, one of life and peace, and I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth, and injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and turned many away from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts, but you have departed from the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, I also have made you contemptible and base before all the people, because you've not kept my ways, but have shown partiality in the law.
2: Verse 10. Are you not all children of the same Father? Are we not all created by the same God? Then why do we betray each other, violating the covenant of our ancestors? Judah has been unfaithful, and the decibel things have done. Things has been done to Israel and in Jerusalem. The men of Judah have defiled the Lord's beloved sanctuary by marrying women who worship idols. May the Lord cut off from the nations of Israel every last man who has done this and yet brings an offering to the Lord of Heaven's armies. Here is another thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, weeping and groaning because he pays no attention to your offering and doesn't accept them with pleasure. You cry out, why doesn't the Lord accept my worship? I'll tell you why, because the Lord witnessed the vows you and your wife made when you were young. But you have been unfaithful to her, though she remained your faithful partner, the wife of your married marriage vows. Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife in body and spirit? You are His. And what does He want? Godly children from your union. So guard your hearts, remain loyal to the wife of your youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel." to divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty says the lord of heaven's armies so guard your heart do not be unfaithful to your wife you have wearied the lord with your words how have you wearied him you ask you have wearied him by saying that all who do evil are good in the lord's sight and he is pleased with them you have wearied him by asking
1: where is the god of justice Amen. Amen. So, as you read this chapter, Pastor Christian, I saw something this time. This is not the first time I've read Malachi. Yeah. But I saw something this time that I think I understand better than I've understood before. And it's this whole thing here about marrying foreign women yeah. and divorcing your wife and, and that situation. I'll just say, I'll just come right out with it. I actually think... And he's talking about treachery, and he's talking about someone whose treachery would be, let's say, if you and I, Christian, conspired against Nick. Yeah. We would be being treacherous. We would be behind his back. Yeah. Trying to figure out some way for bad to happen to him and good to happen to us. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, as I read this, he starts with marrying foreign women. Yeah. And then goes to divorcing your wife yeah but I think in reality they had divorced their wives to marry yeah foreign women gotcha yeah the sequence and that's why God was upset with them marrying a foreign woman in and of itself was not like the crime of the century in fact Ruth and Boaz, which we just did, Ruth, the book of Ruth. Ruth was a foreign woman. Yeah, Moses and his wife. One of the key, Moses and his wife. One of the keys was that they didn't worship foreign gods. Yeah. Ruth, of course, said, your God will be my God. Yeah. Your people, my people. Yeah. And so that's one of the problems there. But Boaz didn't divorce his Jewish wife to marry Ruth. Yeah. And so even though there is some correction here, for marrying foreign women it isn't at the expense of there's nothing wrong with marrying a foreign woman it's worshiping their gods. it's at the expense of yeah your relationship with god or at the expense of you divorcing your jewish wife yeah. who was faithful to you yeah. and you conspired and were treacherous behind her back yep. to get rid of her yeah. and in this day and age when you were a divorced woman you had no hope. Oh, yeah. If you didn't have a son old enough to make a living for your family yeah. who would care for you, you— were just left out there. You were left the out there. It yeah. was tough. Um, you know, your amount of food that you were getting—and this was not like a super prosperous time yeah. in the life of Israel anyway. Uh, this was a time when things were tough. And I think it's why the priests were accepting not very good offerings, Yeah. you know, crippled sheep and blind sheep and all that stuff because it was Um, such a rough time it was a rough time too and if they didn't receive it they wouldn't have had anything to eat either and so there's a lot going on in this chapter that way but that was one of the things i felt like i i could see more clearly today than i've ever seen before
2: that's powerful i liked ver malachi 215 so just cutting in kind of halfway it says and what does he want Godly children from your union. So guard your hearts, remain loyal to the wife for your youth. And thinking about that is we can't always control that circumstance per se. Like I got three kids, you've got four kids. We can't really always decide what's going to happen. But you raise the child up in the way they should go. And the Bible says when they get old, they will not depart from it. So, you know, living that godly life, I, I love this this example i saw from pastor willie george from church on the move as i heard him talk about you know raising your children in ministry and his son has taken over the ministry now and he's done that is he said you know we didn't necessarily just sit down and do devotions around the bible or around the fireplace and do this all the time but we lived a very devoted life and our kids saw us doing ministry you know, at church and in real life. And they saw that example, and that's been something that we've tried to do in our life, is just showing our kids what ministry looks like, and showing what it's, you know, like to just follow God and to put Him first, the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, every aspect of it, but seeing just the goodness of God. And we celebrate when God comes through in incredible ways, and, you know, we see every part of it, but that's something that I think as a call is, is I'm looking at, you know, my son about to turn 18 and head off to college of, you know, what do I want more than anything is for them to, to follow God and to glorify him and to be able to put him first in their lives. And that's really an aim that we can have almost more than just financial success or having a dream career or all these other things. You know, all of that can be secondary to them knowing God and really having a passion for that.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, comedians— uh, do a lot with Jewish mothers. Yeah. You know, and how Absolutely. Jewish, Jewish yeah. mothers respond about my son, the doctor. Yeah. You know, or whatever the case may yeah. be. And, you know, that's. Your
2: doctor, lawyer, or disappointment. Yeah, exact, the, 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 the exactly.
1: Exactly. And so that whole thing is not the most important part the most important part is that they follow the lord yeah that doesn't mean we're down on education or we're down on careers or any of that we're not we're just up on jesus and yeah. and that's the most important thing you know i think the biggest key for those who work in the church or are in ministry is just be the same person yeah be the same person at home as you are at church absolutely people when you go to church don't don't have to if you have to put on a face and be a totally different person, now that doesn't mean you haven't kicked the dog and yelled at the cat, or actually it should be the other way kick the cat and yelled at the there dog. You but, you know, hey, everybody, I'm not saying I'm not speaking for animal cruelty at all. I love, I, I have an animal and I love my dog and love, all that love stuff. Baby. <laughs> but the point is, if you're like totally different when you get to church and you're, you're, you don't, you know, you don't have the same character. at church as you have at home, that's where you get in trouble because people in the world see the hypocrisy of the church and most of all people in our own homes see hypocrisy in our lives. And, in fact, that's what this chapter is actually calling out. He actually calls out, uh, let me see, how many did I write down? One, two, three, four. I wrote down, he calls out treachery. He calls out hypocrisy. He calls them to purity, and then he calls out hostility. Yeah. And so he's he's calling out some of the things we're doing wrong, and, and he's really hitting on those things that bring te- treachery into the home, hypocrisy into the home, keeping purity in the home, not having hostility in the home. You know, the United Nations, I don't know if you know this, they did a Universal De- Declaration of Human Rights. Yeah. And in their Universal Declaration of Human Rights, they put that family is a natural and fundamental unit of society. Wow. That's good. And what do we see today but an attack yeah. on the American family? On the, on the uh, Do they call it the atomic family? I yeah. think that's one of the yeah. phrases for it. But, you know, on real families. And I, I'm not picking on anybody out there. We love you. But he says, didn't not he make them one? Who's yeah. he talking about? Adam and Eve. Yeah. And he says, uh, the way it's supposed to work is a man and a woman marry yeah. and have children and raise up a godly home. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to work. Now, well, what about divorce, man? I, there's no hope for me. Well, divorce is not the unpardonable sin. Yeah. Divorce happens. Divorce has happened. Divorce will happen. What really matters is where you at with God. Do you throw that in his face? Do you do what you want with no regard to what God is calling you to do and who God is calling you to be? Uh, That's when we get in trouble. Uh, You know, God can forgive situations in your life. But the problem is broken relationships can hurt or destroy true worship and prayer yeah. because we're so focused on either our failure or the pain that we have a hard time focusing on God and giving him all of our lives because we're so broken.
2: Yeah, it's remarkable of just thinking
1: about the family and how important it is. I'm going to just call something. I I need to say something, too. Yes, please. God doesn't hate the divorcee. Yeah. God hates divorce. Yes. Why? Because it hurts. The destruction. I've never met anybody who said, I got divorced and it was the best thing ever happened no. to me you know it's just like it's it like was a hard fallout yeah it's it it it's is.
2: hard yeah you think about the effects later on into the kids into the family into generations and everything else it is it's a hard thing
1: yeah go ahead i'm sorry i cut you off
2: yeah no problem at all this is not necessarily appropriate but i'm going to put it in just because new king james verse nlt i'm going to look at the verse 3 here i'll punish your descendants and splatter your faces with the manure from your festival sacrifices, uh-huh. and I will throw you on the manure pile, is it's just looking at this, and versus, what did yours say? Refuse. Refuse, yeah. It's a the same cleaner. thing. It's a all, just a little cleaner word. A little cleaner. Come on, New King We're talking James. poop. Yeah, and so— it's talking about just getting caught up and it's talking about this the festival sacrifices and the things that we could get so caught up in we're not here to to bash on holidays and things like that. But here in Malachi, if you just take this and just pull out a verse and don't look at the whole chapter, because if I in preparation for reading chapter two, I read all four chapters because it's a quick read yep. and I wanted to understand the whole picture. And that's important in the Bible because the it Bible the, the Bible says itself the letter killeth, but the word gives life is that that it can just literally, you lift one thing and you're like, oh my gosh, like the Bible's out to get me. But you look at the whole picture here and you understand that God also says in the next chapter, test me and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing so much that you can't contain it. Is that he's also talking about the blessing that he wants to give when you follow him, is that it's just a a caution if you've had someone use the word to weaponize against you, or Mm. if you've taken it and you've just heard one verse that someone commonly uses and you've been beat up with it before, please read the whole thing and understand God's heart. Understand his love is that this whole chapter and this whole book is really a call for you to return to him. That's what's happening is is when he's dealing with people, it's like, it's hard out there. Come back to me. It's the same I would say to my kids. It's the same thing you see in the prodigal son. Absolutely, is it's hard out there, living with the pigs, eating from the pig style, and saying, "Hey, it would be better to be a servant in my father's house," you know. And here was the father waiting on the porch, saying, "Come back," you know. And that's what God is doing. So, you know, I have a little fun poking at the manure there, but it's really for you to understand His heart towards you.
1: Yeah, and and part of what this is dealing with here is this starts out with talking to corrupt priests, priests who have corrupted what they do. And so when you're in leadership, uh, you know, I think the Scripture says we'll suffer a greater judgment. It's stricter. Yeah, Yeah, held to a higher standard. It's stricter. And so he's saying, look, it starts at the top, and we've got to get this fixed. And the truth is no ministry, no home, no business rises higher than its leaders. Yeah. And God wants more for his people than have a bunch of hypocrites yeah. running the show. Absolutely. And so... Jesus went
2: and flipped tables.
1: Like gonna, he was I'm, not about it. <laughs> I'm going to stick your nose in it, yeah. is what he's saying. You <laughs> yeah. know, and that's what you do with the puppy, right, with, that's doing the wrong thing. You yeah. put their nose in the urine and tell them, go outside and yeah. pee.
2: do it better next time.
1: And so it's, it's one of the ways that he's saying here. It's also a thing of shame. Yeah. You know, when you've got manure on your face... You know, usually that would only happen by you being drunken, yeah. uh, just so Falling off doubts. the right path. Yeah. See, they took all the manure outside, yeah. and there was a big manure pit that yeah. they, you know, in fact, some of people believe that's like the valley on the next to Jerusalem and, you know, a refuge pit. And I could yeah. go into all that, and some of the Sheol and Hell references yeah. reference that area. You're over there walking where you shouldn't be. Shouldn't be over doing there. Doing what you shouldn't be. Falling do. down,
2: getting your face in it.
1: Yeah. When, and so it's, you know, most of this is self inflicted. Yeah. And God's really taking the credit for the way He set things up. Yeah. You walk with me, you walk towards and in blessing, yeah. you walk away from me. You walk in poop, yeah, and fall down in it. Yeah, he says right here, the purpose of my covenant was to bring life and
2: peace, mm. and that's what I gave. What them. verse were you in? Verse five. Ah, nice. I mean, just leading it up as like Good. he set it up and then did a slam dunk. Is that I want to give you life and peace, and that's what I gave them, but mm. it required a reverence, and that they greatly revered me, revered me, and stood in all of my name, but they didn't. You yeah know? and so that's the consequences you, you know see
1: you, you said earlier you talked about telling somebody you need to get into the word well verse six how does it read in the new living
2: they passed on to the people the truth of the instructions they had received from me nice they did not lie or cheat they walked with me living good and righteous lives and they turned many from the lives of sin
1: you know what there's one verse in the bible I don't know where it's at right now but one sinner can lead many astray yeah here we see one righteous person yeah. leading many in the right yeah. direction.
2: Finding the book of the law and bringing it like, hey, let's exactly. turn Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, mine says it this way. It says the law of truth was in his mouth. Yeah. and like And that. there's a couple of things. Like if I am going to consider someone for leadership in the body of Christ, yeah. I would, number one, note need to know that they were saved. Yeah. Number two, I would look for a love of the word yeah. in their life. absolutely. Number three, I would ask the question, are they called? Yeah. And number four, do they have high, high respect for the office or job they're doing yeah. or are they flippant about it? Yeah. And so, that, all of that is covered yeah. in this chapter. Uh, do you have a great relationship? Now, verse three, how did that read in yours again? Just the first Verse line? three,
2: I will punish your descendants. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. It's the same way in mine. Many, many Translations say your seed. Yeah. And that could well be their descendants. Yeah. But that could also be that you'll plant stuff and it won't come up. Yeah. And I think that's more what these people are deal- yeah. dealing with. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Verse verse
2: seven, the words of a priest's lips should preserve knowledge of God, and people should go to him for instruction, for the priest is the messenger of the Lord of heaven's armies. And it goes back, what are you telling people? Is it your thoughts, what you heard on YouTube or Wikipedia? Or is it the word? Is the word is infallible, the word is the truth, the word is what we should be looking at, for really all of our guidance and so let that be the plumb line let that be what you base like you don't know how to pray pray the word you don't know what to think about your situation think the word and let the word really be your guiding light we're That's gonna take a really quick good. break and we'll be right back
0: you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You know, I found something in this chapter that led me to answer a question from Ruth and I'd had uh, Nick look it up and we're trying to find an answer because remember when Ruth goes into the threshing floor and she covered herself with the corner of his garment? Do you know that is a sign of marriage? So we give a ring, you know, you get, you have an engagement ring and that's a big deal. Getting getting an engagement ring for your, for your fiance and all that stuff going on. When this day and age, they would like put their garment over them and cover them. Now think about it for a minute. When a, when a bride walks down the aisle, she has a veil on. Yeah.
2: Covering.
1: That's to symbolize that she's under the covering of her father. Yeah. And when he gives her away, for a moment she's got no covering. Yeah. And then until she's married, they lift the veil. You may kiss the bride. I yeah. pronounce you man and wife. Yeah. Now there's that covering there. So in the in the in the Jewish culture, they would put uh, some of their garment, their robe, over them as a way to say, Cover. "Will you marry me?" Yeah. And it was a marrying statement. And so Ruth and Boaz are even in this chapter. It says uh, in verse sixteen, for the Lord, God of Israel, says He hates divorce, for it covers one garment with violence. Wow! So He's saying, look, that garment is supposed to be a holy thing you put over your spouse yeah. to cover them, but when you divorce them, now your covering has become a violent thing, yeah. and there's a tearing and a breaking there, and I don't want you to deal treacherously with them. Hey, we gotta go. I already ate up that minute. See you, Pastor Christian. We'll talk to you next time.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.